win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card leave in the pool. Gate holes months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. But the push, it is 15, lands clear. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me, Pinky, thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay up? He's stayed all closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy has to pull the whip. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office podcast. As Darren put it at the end, with Chautauqua creating history with his third TJ, we get to see Nature Strip try and emulate that on the weekend. Early favourite. How's it shaping up, Adam? It's shaping up as, yeah, a great day of racing. Hopefully we get it We get it off on heavy ground. It's going to be heavy ground, of yeah. course, but oh, hopefully yeah. we get it off on, on ground that's not um, chaotic. And, and, yeah, it's a... Four group ones, and we'll go through the four group ones now. Um, so we'll change our structure a little bit, and we'll just we'll just rattle through the four group ones. But I think they're all, yeah. As I said, I really hope this this day goes off with um, without a hitch because there's um, four really good betting group ones. I think the favourites are fascinating in all four because I think they're um, they're four favourites. You can be um, yeah, really interesting betting favourites. All of them so makes for a um, makes for a good car to racing. It does. We'll go race book order with the size first off. I size first. Did the final report yesterday. I marked five and a dollar ninety. Thought I was out on a limb a little bit, being that aggressive. And then this morning, the last sort of twelve hours, big trim up into even money. Had a look back, or had a look at the size. If you were just to back the top rated two year old in the size going back to two thousand, so since the turn of the century. You would have backed eight winners against an expected 5.67. So they've won more than expected and just slipper winners on their own. So we've been seen five slipper winners line up in the size for three wins against two expected wins. So generally, you wouldn't believe it, Adam. Backing the best horse in the size has made you money. It's a good idea. And what we saw from Fireburn, she's certainly the top rated going into the size on the weekend. I think she probably is toss of the coin, in my opinion, if not a little bit better than that, just because it's going to be very, very heavy and her performance in the slipper certainly suggests she'll have no concerns with that. And I'm not really sure about her opposition. How did you... The whole thing makes me feel sick. (laughs) (laughs) She makes me feel very queasy and leaves me ice cold at those prices. Don't believe it? No, I don't like it. But I, I'm very much a bit of a fence sit about the whole thing. I think there's a lot of really nice horses in there, but they're not. Um, they haven't got the runs on the board. There's no here and now. I get it. I get okay. She's got this big performance in the Golden Slipper, which was the best performance by as you know, Golden, as we just said, you know, Golden Slipper winners, of course. But it was the best performance by a two-year-old this season, absolutely. And what she did was fantastic. I. For no other reason other than it's just what I reckon. She, I just reckon she'll fall in a screaming heap. She, she'll get nowhere near it tomorrow. That same level. If she runs that level, yeah, sure, she wins. This race will be won at a lower level. Um, but it just, yeah, 
it leaves me ice cold at, at those prices. So I'd be desperate to go finding horses to beat her, but I didn't find that a particularly easy task either. Let's roll the dice coming up from your way. What do you make of him? Yeah, he was a, you know, he's done a lot right and he was nice and strong at the end of a good ground 1400 in the size. I don't think that was a a bad race, but like I was saying before, yeah, it's he's not um I'm not going to sit here and make a ratings case for him because Fireburn went to a much much higher level winning the the Golden Slipper, but um I suppose he looks, you know, he's got the seven furlong run under his belt and he'll come here and and run well, man in the mirror's okay. Probably the one that I could make a little case for and would make a case for would be would be magic. Forgive him one plain run in an ordinary race last time on the heavy and the, the debut around Best of Bordeaux was good. It was really good. He's about as good as Best of Bordeaux that day. So, you know, I don't have to tell you what that means. <laughs> that ties him in, right? So um, that was a good figure and that was... There was some promise in that rating because we've been searching and searching for a good two-year-old. And when he did that on debut, it was like, oh, okay, well, not, you know, it wasn't, um, wasn't sit back in your seat. It wasn't, okay, here's a top liner, but it wasn't this, it wasn't, um, well, this isn't. It was like, okay, good horses do less than that on debut. That's, that's solid. Like it. And at that time, the Silver Slipper was the, the best two-year-old bit of form we had to work with. Um, and it hasn't fallen far from that perch. Just yet as well, obviously, best of Bordeaux. Big effort, big effort in the Golden Slipper. So, you know, the form looks as good now as it did then. Um, he was just ordinary in an ordinary race, in an ordinary Pago Pago slash Pango Pango. Um, yeah, $16, $17. As I said, I, I'd feel much more comfortable betting there than I do about betting even money, Fireburn. Even money odds on Fireburn despite the the ratings case. It's one in isolation. It just feels like a big rating in isolation that it's it's um She had a nice profile though. Yeah. Like I mean the betting wanted to tell you that she's extreme had a much nicer profile. Mm. So she's um No luck. She's extreme slipper. started half the odds two times. I think it's optimistic to say that she's extreme goes anywhere nearer in that golden slipper, but at the same time she can get a chance. Yeah. So, I mean, she she comes in as a bit of an unknown with a couple of nice SPs. If you wanted to back her, sure. Again, she, I thought it was interesting that she was so well-backed in the Golden Slipper because I thought she, of all those sort of six main slipper trials in the 1,200-metre slipper trials in Sydney, she might have been the best of them, but it was narrow and it's still, and they were all ordinary. I don't think she didn't do anything when she won the Magic Knight that was, um, yeah, it was, as I said, it was, I think it was by a pound on our ratings. It was the best of all four. Okay. Oh, all six. Sorry. But she, she was um, she was very well fancied to, to build off that. Um, as I said, optimistic to say that she would have got anywhere near Fireburn, but I'm saying that's not the level for this either. So she, yeah, she's good. I'd say she's been priced up as if she would have ran well, though. What price is she? So she's second pick oh, in the market. Yeah, I mean, I, if someone wanted to come along and say, "Look, I'm going to take a bigger price about her winning the size, which is going to take less winning than the Golden Slipper," then I then she SP'd in the Golden Slipper. I'd say, "Well, go on then, do what you've got to do." But she, um, yeah, doesn't do much for me. Show court, yeah, probably better than what we've seen from him so far, but obviously needs to be Dormier. I've backed in 
both the um, diamond and the the slipper. But now he's um, he's been big prices in in both of those races with his profile, and now he seems probably priced about right. Because um, I don't think he's getting any better now. No, not in the short term. Maybe in the long term, I'm hopeful that he would. But in the short term, I don't think he's getting better. Um. Yeah, anyway, I'm waffling on and, and I'm very standoffish about the whole race, but Magic would be the one that appealed to me from a betting angle. It's interesting. Obviously, John Hawks has won the science, but since Team Hawks, so no trainer in this race on Saturday has won the size. There you go. There you As go. at their current point. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the Hawks. Hawks, John Hawks has won. I mean, Wayne Hawks will tell you, if there's one man who knows something about winning, <laughs> it's John Hawks. I mean, they've, been responsible for one of the best performances in a size in recent times. Mm. With all too hard, it's just yeah. he ran into the best performance in a size <laughs> in maybe certainly in modern times in, in Piero. So they they know how to turn one. I tell you what, if he runs all too hard's race tomorrow, he'll win and by a long way. <laughs> <laughs> Unusual. This race has been dominated by Team Snowden. They don't have a runner this year. Mm. They've won it even with some patchy ones, haven't they? Mm. They're very. This good. is this is set up for a patchy one. Where's Invader when you need him? <laughs> he actually went into the size top rated. Invader did. Mm. There you go. And look at that. Yeah, it's the. I think any juice in the price Fireburn is well and truly gone. Couldn't tell you there's anything in that even money. I think she probably is 50 50 in terms of the likelihood of her producing what she did in the slipper. If she does, she wins. If she doesn't, well, it's sort of open. So I think that price is certainly screwed down now. The Derby, we mentioned it on the three more and three minutes yesterday, the Dunno. I think with Hitotsu, it's just the track. Yeah. it's. I mean, this isn't a dissimilar story to the, well, almost to the whole day, all four favourites. This is why they're so interesting. It's similar to Fireburn in that if, if Hitotsu quite clearly, you can't possibly rate racehorses and, and not have him the best performed horse in this race, and by quite a way. Mm. I mean, character's the, you know, the trendy Tullock winner. Um with the horses that ran on. The, like the front of the market is Hitotsu and those horses that ran on behind Character. Well, Character was ten and a half lengths away. That's a long, long way. He belted the suitcase out of him at Flemington. And the Australian Guineas, while I think there's a few little tugs on that form, it might be patchy, but it's not horrible. It's better than anything else. And you'd have this. to say, I mean, Hitotsu's back in good nick, right? I think we're happy to say that. And so you're just saying, okay, well, either you're, you've got a big problem with 16 to 2400, Okay, second up derby. I mean, you know, your history says guys are going to be spinning. They won't like it. And, yeah, okay, wet track. Well, so wet track, if you're, like, modelling for these things, I mean, you don't really know. There's every chance that he just, you know, flies through it. He's fine. But um, all you're doing there is just basically putting some uncertainty into your prediction, right? So you're just regressing everything back towards random odds. But he seems well enough regressed. I feel a whole lot better, knowing that it could still flame up, but feel a hell of a lot better taking sort of 380 Hitotsu than a dollar eighty five burn. Yeah. For what I feel like is a, you're betting into a similar angle. I know that I'm on the best horse based on form to date and that's all we've got. Um, I just hope that it works today. Well, there's more meat on Hitotsu's bones than Fireburn. Yeah. Yeah. And I always like backing horses when you know that when the knocks are obvious. Yeah. I mean, you, you like okay. I can see why people don't like him. That's perfect. 
it's, you know, I'm happy to, okay, we can bet now. As I said, I mean, the the front of the market there is him with horses that he smashed. Forgot you copped it three times. And you don't think he stays? And I don't think he's a mile and a half horse, forgot you. I think he's a really nice miler. So, and he couldn't beat a Totsu over a mile with a beautiful platform. So, I, I mean, I'm not I, far from impossible, but at the same time, it doesn't do much for me backing forgot you to do. I don't, uh, that doesn't do anything for me. And I'm a, a bit of a fan. I'm a fan of, I mean, as you know, I'm a fan of Castle Ray Kid, but he's plateaued a little bit. And I think that race at the Valley last time was, they fell in a screaming heap there. That, and all of a sudden that to me looks like a terrible lead up for this. Quick ground around the valley and they fell in a heap. Okay, well, let's now go heavy tenant. Ah, oh, no. No, that that sounds all wrong. Um, yeah, okay, Regal line goes up as, you know, well, my read of the sectionals was that he was about as good as character, but not better. And if he was better than him, it wasn't by much. Just looked better. Yeah, well, the, the big closing horse. And, you know, if it was 2000 at Rose Hill, he might have won and... A few of us who had something on or <laughs> <laughs> walked away kicking the cat a little bit. Um, I think 380 is a fantastic bet. The stable's elite. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the stuff people are going to tell you to worry about. Yeah, as I say, I, if, if you want to back favourite, like, it feels a whole, it feels a whole lot better he, than Fireburn does to me. If this was a good track, what price is he? Like, how much are they really? Yeah, well, that's the what track? I. So I suspect. I mean, there would still be the the little preparation knock. You know, he's coming from Melbourne. He's run over a mile. What are these clowns doing? Um, as someone who's one of my favourite races to bet in every year is the Epsom Derby, and the best lead up for that is the two thousand guineas. Like, I it doesn't it doesn't look as stupid on the page to me as it might to others. Mm. Like, ah, oh, this happens all the time. Aiden just does this. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a problem. Um. Yeah, I suppose I reckon he'd probably be two sixty, two eighty, on top of the ground, two eighty. Yeah, you could definitely mark him shorter. You could do whatever you like, but yeah. Well, that's the next question. Do you think is he going to go off, or is he going to stable? Is he going to keep going? No, I, I have. You know what? This is a dunno, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. But that's what makes him. And uh, yeah, I'll keep banging that drum. And all four favourites. I think all four favourites are really interesting in that way and in that there's a there's a big dollop of um dunno. I do I mean I really, the other thing is I really like Atotsu as a horse. He's um he's got a the the way he finished the VRC Derby, and the VRC Derby is a junk group one, right? It's not, well, it should be a group one. I'm not saying, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but it's like, you know, it, it tends to be pretty shallow. But um, as soon as he, for, at about the 600, and especially because the, the money had <laughs> steamed in, and then all of a sudden at the 600, you just saw John Allen sort of take a breather on him, and you're like, whoa. And, you know, that was a proper taking two to their one job. At the finish of that, that was he cut them down like a really good horse. Um, and as I said, I Australian Guineas win to me was probably not a huge rating, but it was um, it was a pretty good return. Given that I, su- I suspect this has been the target mm. all along, and you you get I reckon staying races you get a nice warm feeling with this when you find this stable day. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think you know a horse like Benno is. 
eleven dollars. Mm. For me, that. Yeah, I mean, there might not be there might not be a lot going on here, right? I think really the only danger is he doesn't handle it. There's just if he gets through the ground, he'll kill him. There's no, they've got nowhere near the talent this horse has. Like it's not a fair fight. Yeah, so, I, I don't. I I would yeah. love to disagree with you, but <laughs> as you love, yeah, no, I think it's he is of the favourites in the group ones. He and Forbidden Love are similar mark, and I'd have to say, in terms of an edge, I think the biggest is Hitotsu. because there's no juice in Fireburn's price. Nature Strip's about right. I'm looking at my numbers here, I suppose, and I'm trying to the best piece of form that isn't Hitotsu's is forgot you. Running behind to Totsu in a Caulfield Guineas, or forgot you getting distanced in a Rosehill Guineas. That's that's where we're at. So it's I mean there's not um, there's not a lot of good form if you don't like the Tullock, and I don't love the Tullock. No, well it's not often the he would away from Animo. I mean I love to see them race now, but he's almost best his generation, how often does that happen in the derby recently that we do get to see the best? Yeah, I mean, again, poor old home affairs are sitting at home going, guys, <laughs> I beat Nature's trip. <laughs> what do I have to do? <laughs> over this trip, we're not going to get to see him race him. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, think, get I, don't th- think get I must say, one. I don't think his form is anywhere near Animo's best form just yet. But, yeah, but yeah, he's, he's done everything right and he's a horse I... He's a horse that looks to me like he could develop and probably will develop into a wait for age horse. Like he's a maybe that's the that's what it is. He looks like a horse in a derby who's going to be aimed at the Cox Plate, not a horse in the derby who's going to be aimed at the Metrop. Yeah, is that the? He's legit. Probably. Well, he wins. I say he goes to the QE. Yeah, I mean that would be sort of a bit. It feels like a big ask and a funky prep, but. Stay, yeah. stable if they decide that's the right way to do it then I'll just bow to their better judgement right I feel like it's been a long term plan though I don't mind when it's a plan if they've planned to always do it yeah they got. I think they've got a good a good tool to do it with I mean he's a horse you want to follow beyond this race as well isn't he mm. in fact they, <laughs> do you know these favourites it's like the biggest game like the four favourites I'm sort of looking at them all in together it's almost like the big, the world's best game of like shag, marry, kill. Do you remember that game? Yeah. <laughs> you want to marry Hitotsu, you probably go the one night, you know, nature strips a one night stand job. You're often on there. <laughs> and then, of course, I'm out to kill Forbidden Love. And probably a bit of fire burn in there. I suppose. Oh, well, no, I'm, I'm leaving her out because I just don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he's a, he's a good horse, Hitotsu. And, um, I think he'll be a good horse for a while. If whether, you know, maybe, I think he's a decent bet tomorrow. I think win, lose or draw, he's still, he's the horse to take out of that race for the future. And hopefully he's, um, he can establish himself. Yeah. We need our stars. Let's hope he sticks around too. That's the big one. Yeah. The TJ. Speaking of stars. Shelby 66. What a horse. (laughs) He is. It's unbelievable. I know we keep harping on about it, but what this horse has done, you, yeah, you, it's staggering. Yeah, he's five to one in a TJ. Yeah, and I suppose you say, okay, we got to bank on this this big wet operating in isolation. I think there's evidence that it is a you know, 
horses are thriving or not in in this scenario, and so and he's obviously one that's benefited from it. But surely the bar now, and I know like he split the two big guns, so there's you could sit there and make a case that that's um evidence he's done it before. That's evidence that he can get involved with them, but I reckon this will sound strange. I Eduardo has beaten Nature Strip, and Nature Strip's run a shocker last time. But with Nature Strip, I, I think you just can't look. You know, he runs the odd shocker. That's fine. Eduardo won, and bigger question mark than Nature Strip for me because I was a bit disappointed. Not again, not by miles. And then he won last start, so it's not way off. But both his ratings this time in Eduardo have been on the soft side of what I would expect for him over a thousand. So now I'm looking at 1,200 and I'm thinking, well, I don't know that you... Is he... I don't think Eduardo's... I mean, great stable again, but um, is he just off his absolute best at the moment? And if he's a if he's a yard off, I mean, Nature Strip's already three-zipped him at 1,200 and if he's a yard off, well, Nature Strip's going to get hold of him again, isn't he? And, you know, we just... Nature Strip, oh, he ran an appalling race last time, but, hey, he does that. Grand final time. On two heavy track group one wins. The TJ, when he beat Santa Ana Lane, actually, the going allowance that day was, you know, he ran something like um, like 45 pounds or something slow. That's about where we're at now. That was, uh, it was getting to, mm, it might be heavy. I hope it's, I hope it's not heavier than that tomorrow. And there must be a chance they say it's draining well. Well, it was prior to the big wet. I remember there was a meeting at Ramwick, started on a heavy eight. And it was actually a soft five. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if they can race in in normal heavy, which I... And when he beat Santa Ana Lane and ran 129 in a TJ, that was his first TJ, yep. Um, yeah, that was that was heavy going. So, you know, he can he can run through it. He beat Pierrata in a Galaxy on heavy as well. Not quite as heavy. But still, yeah. So I think, as I said, in the 40s, 45 pounds slow. Winx was 47 pounds slow that day. And she managed... Basically, running the same overall time relative to Nature Strip, and then I was looking at it, and she was actually faster home at the end of fifteen hundred than he was at eleven. So, she's <laughs> quite a good horse, Winks. You heard it here first. She went good. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I don't. I mean, there's no real issue with Nature Strip on a normal heavy. I mean, who knows if it if it goes full chaos? Well, who knows? But um, yeah, I think the stage is set for him to run the race that he runs quite often. I mean, his 1,200 metre ratings as well, other than... So he had the down prep, where he ran three races and he lost to Classique and Bivouac and Libertini in three hot races, And he, but he wasn't himself. The hay fever prep. But outside of that hay fever prep, his 1,200 metre runs have been 129, 129, 129, 127, 128. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when he gets to grand final day and... That's where Chris Waller they, is. They put it up on a tee for him. He hits it and he hits it hard. <laughs> That's where Chris Waller is supreme. Yeah. Grand and the big, the, I mean, the big thing about that is that, you know, we've it's been outstanding to watch Shelby sixty six go from being rated eighty nine to running one fifteen a few times, but um, that's still a way. I mean, we're a way short of the world class sort of stuff that Nature Strip does often enough to think that he's a a good prop to do it tomorrow. Interesting thing with Shelby sixty six when in, he did split Eduardo Nature Strip, he was sixty to one. He's had two starts. Now he's five to one. Yeah, it's a it's very twitchy, isn't it? Yeah, although I mean, it is. He's three in a row, compelling evidence, I suppose. I mean, you've got to sort of buy in somewhat. Although it does, 
to have him at the front of a market in a TJ does seem wild, wild stuff. Do you give – what are you doing with a horse like Mars Crusader? I actually didn't mind him in the new market and, and then you could probably be forgiving. He was on the wrong side of a fast new market where on his side they went ballistic early and they ran – it was a bit of a funky – it's a funky race that. Um, so I don't want to buy too much into two runs below his best because I was a little bit forgiving of the, the lightning run first up where they just – Again, it was a little bit messy and he just never got into his rhythm. And yeah, he was below a long way below his best, but it was, you know, oh, I can forgive that. Um, so they're the sort of, he, I must admit, he falls into the category of the sort of horses, as you know, I like mm. looking for that sort of horse. Um, and he's, you know, two big grand finals at, Fli- at Randwick 1200 last year. He's, he's run second to Nature Strip in, in both of those. Um, he was the one flattered by the pace in the Everest. So that, Thin margin in the Everest, you know, Nature Street was curling up at the end there, but he had really worked for that. He'd had to go out and blow up home affairs and Eduardo would... I mean, they went so fast, Eduardo took a sit. That's, I know. <laughs> that's fast. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that might be a little bit flattering, but he still has two good big seconds at the Ramwick 1200 that are, you know, good enough to, to mean that those top two can't flirt with their form. They've got to be on and they're both coming off not on, so... I can see it's a no from me, but I can see the case. Mm. He seems well. I must say, he seems. Um, I wish th- if the market had really thrown him to the wolves and gone, "Ah, oh, you're going no good." But he's single figures there, mm. so he's not sort of. I'm not looking at it thinking, "Oh, you've been you've been overlooked." Um, the wizard. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one from one. Someone tells me as well when Pike draws one, he oh. u- he uses it and it's he's, the he's best. good at it. So yeah, he might um he might not have to be um you know he stared down all seventeen runners in the in the new market. I mean, he might not have to to come from quite so far back because Pike might be able to boot him up and and hold some sort of a position. And if he if that works for him, sure. I think the interesting thing looking at Pike riding out here, he rarely saw a heavy track in Perth, like I mean ever. And listening to Chad Schofield when he came back from Hong Kong, obviously never really rode heavy tracks over there as well. And he said it did take a while to get used to riding wet tracks again. It's a different game, I suppose. And the Wizard yesterday just schooling him at Newcastle was the Bowman and Pike show yesterday. And just he's starting to get his eye in as anticipated and yeah I wouldn't be put it this way I'm not going to be losing if Mars Crusader wins because it's you know interesting to see what they do bet tomorrow but the fact he's a bigger price than Shelby 66 to me is just wrong so um Rock and, Ho- yeah, Rock and Horse bit has been out fairy tailed by, <laughs> by Shelby, Shelby but he was a 100 to 1 winner of the new market it was a as I said a funky new market but over on his far side it was fast the time was fast um and if we even if we just treat his even if you split them and treat his side in isolation, he beats September run in a fast race. She's backed that up and run basically the same sort of race in a in a William Reed. Again, a little bit funky. The form looks a little bit mm. not um, doesn't look rock solid that form to me. But he's still, I've got him now running one fifteen, you know, Shelby level in New Zealand, and then a, I've actually got his new market win a little bit better than the Galaxy. Win. She, she, sorry. Um. So, yeah, I, there's, and she's a Kiwi. So you just go, oh, 
Loves the wet, except I flick through and then I see stewards queried run to wet. 12 months ago to the day at Awapuni in a listed race. New Zealand wet though, because that's even heavier than us. Well, Sydney's been getting into New Zealand levels. Mm. I tell you, the first three, the three they got off at Rose Hill last week was, um, yeah, that was that was the deep South Island in June stuff <laughs> on the numbers. Um, Knee deep. Yes, yeah, so that's interesting that there's a there's a. Is she in your quaddy? No, probably not. Probably not. Because she sort of fits a little bit into the. Um, Things couldn't go better for her than last time, and surely it will take more winning than that. That would be my, now my you've problem there. What price is, is she? She's um, yeah, okay, sixteen dollars. I suppose. I suppose. I yeah. Sorry, <laughs> drag the screen up, and no, no one can see that. Um, yeah, she. I mean, that's second tier chance. Yes, that'd be about right. I suppose. Yeah, the the little market changes. To where I would have things is that I'd have Shelby back with the second tier chances, um, and Nature Strip a bit shorter, Mask Crusader, oh, maybe a bit shorter. I'm a bit not a lot. I'm a bit disappointed. Prior to the podcast, very bullish for you, Nature Strip. Load the cannons was what you said to me. Oh, it's the day. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll be back. I'll back him at you know, bigger than seven to four, bigger than two seventy five, two eighty. Is um, I'm certainly backing. Yes, correct. Yeah. It looks like a good spot for him. And there's, a, I, I think I did say to you, there's a chance he really gets hold of them in this one. Like if he's on, and I've got a little query on, on Eduardo being right at his top this time in, and then the market's throwing up Shelby 66 is the danger, and I'm thinking, wow, he might do something. He might sign, you know, TJ Smith number three might be a memorable one. He might really gap him. He might kill him. He might kill him. Let's hope. Doncaster. You've been cold on Forbidden Love since she won the rider? I've been cold on her from before then. <laughs> so she do, I do feel like she's getting... Um, so she should have won first up. She looked like she... She trialled really well leading into that run. She should have won. She didn't have the clearest run to the line. Mm-hmm. Then she's put three on the bounce. Yep. She's won Sydney's premier weight for age lead up. She's now dropped to 50. It's Jamie Carr, a controlling draw. That's fine for a horse that goes forward. Why not? So my issue with her is that she is, well, she's the top of the market for a Doncaster. Big helter-skelter Doncaster. Heavy mile. And it's off small fields, low pressure. That's where she's made her name. But she's gone from a fluke as hope in a Doncaster, you would imagine. Like what price was she for the Doncaster but you know, as a Doncaster horse before this prep? Well she was fifties in the Eagle. Yeah, okay. So let's say she's fifties in the Doncaster and then she did actually run fast time, I should say. Is that the Wiggle? The Wiggle when she beat Promise of Success as a hot mares group race. But it is just a mares group race. But she's you know, fair enough, she's she's run fast time there, but then she's gone and she's got she's got a cheap beating lighthouse and she's got a cheap in the rider. This is just a very, very different test and she's priced up off a very different test. So she's um I mean as you said, the ratings, you know, she's she's a weight horse. She's well in, the ratings look good, but the ratings have been produced in a very different scenario to what she faces on Saturday, surely. You'd like to think so. Doing the map, I'm not so sure. 
but you harped onto me during the week. There's too many runners for it not to be solidly run. Yeah, well, that's it. when you say that, oh, the maps, the maps low pressure, and I mean, and you did make the point this happened in the All Star Mile, and that surprised me as well that no one had a go. But then I did go through the Doncasters. Where did I do that? Twenty of twenty-one. Twenty of twenty-one were strongly run. There's been one that wasn't that I would the way I do things. I would say wasn't strongly run, and there were seven or eight of those this century. So one this century that hasn't been strongly run, and seven or eight of them overly strongly run, like mm. proper tests. So that's very different to softly run, small field, out-sprinting banker's choice. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, I mean, I must say, Thunderstruck, I was sort of stirring you up a little bit with Thunderstruck. We're coming to beat Forbidden Love with the, the Melbourne horse. I do like him, but I don't see that there's actually a lot in his price. No. So that's, that's a shame. It's a leap of faith for me with him. It's no ratings guys would have Thunderstruck as a bet. I guarantee it. Well, I desperately wanted to and don't. Exactly. <laughs> as I say, the way his profile, what he has achieved in racing, hasn't exactly equaled what you would expect his ratings profile to be. So his record looks really good, but he's still yet to break the 120 mark for us. And he's got 55 and a half. He's going to have to run mid-120s, but you get all the vibes and the feels that he will. Yeah, I, 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 it is a his case here is an assumed peak. Yeah, which, which he hasn't made yet. But I think, as I, I think I said this in the review, it's re, it was really cool to see a horse go off those two runs where you know he had no chance first up. He had no Caulfield fourteen hundred is not going to be him ever. It's just never that sort of horse. No, but he ran two solid races, giving off signals. <laughs> He's giving off clues, and then he went to the Flemington Mile last time, and they inexplicably handed the race and $5 million to Jamie Carr and Zaki. Um, I mean, it was good for us, but not for racing. <laughs> but Thunderstruck did what he could do there, I think. And again, it was sort of to see him take that step third up in a race that a stable that I think we all accept are pretty sharp. Set him to They set him to do this and he did take the step. So I think he's about, I think you could make some sort of case that he's about as good as Zaki there. I mean, you absolutely can. Mm. So that gives him a look. Yeah. That assumed rating. But it is assumed. That's a big assumption, I suppose, to make. And the market is assuming he's going to run it as well. Yeah, and he's got to go and do it on a heavy ram week, which is you know, no easy task. It is interesting as well, the whole, like, you know, Melbourne horse don't win Doncasters, but they win a lot of other races in Sydney. I don't see why the Doncaster would be harder, so different. I mean, Sydney's premier race. It, I mean, you know why it's harder? Because it's a really hard race to win. Well, they only run it once a year. I know. <laughs> and it's really, really hard to win. And So Sunline, the last horse to win with an interstate lead-up, 1999. Yeah, because okay. oh, I was thinking, wasn't son of, but he would have run the George, he won the George Ryder. Did he win the George Ryder? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. It's interesting because if you look at, um, let's drag these things out for my own interest, If the last five years, Flemington to Ramwick, in terms of impact value, they're 0.99. So basically there's you there's no effect. Mm. They win what they would by random chance. Horses who ran at Flemington last start at Ramwick. Ramwick horses, in fact, of all the Melbourne tracks, for whatever reason, Ramwick horses have, over the last five years, overachieved at Flemington. And Mooney Valley's a bit weaker. Caulfield to Ramwick, there's no effect. Caulfield horses have beaten home 2% less runners, but they've 
had a slightly positive impact value in Sydney. So you're suggesting met- so, metro to metro is the same? Well, there doesn't seem There's to no be... There's no Sydney form. There doesn't seem to be any huge effect. And I don't think horses are strong or, you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't see a, a huge effect. Shock me. Yeah. It's a, what I will say is that, so Mick Price has actually had a small sample, but he's actually had more winners than expected winners in New South Wales the last five years. So I think you probably, and Kieran Maher, I mean, no one's, surely no one's not backing Kieran Maher in Sydney because he's, he's some of his horses switched from, like the guy's had now 100 winners or whatever and he's kept up with market expectations for that. So I think it's more stables than geography. I don't think horses lose because they, they sleep in, in Melbourne sometimes. That's my, no, that's my view. It's generally talent that yeah. is the biggest yeah. issue. I, it feels to me like it's a, a convenient narrative that, you know, they're fun to build. They are. I mean, yeah. that's uh, as you know, a lot of doing the form for me I think is, is just fun because most of it is nonsense, mm. really. Oh, I'll, I'll shed some light on some nonsense I went exploring through Yeah, this well, week. I mean, nonsense is fun, so let's hear it. So for some reason in my head, I remember doing it years ago... <laughs> This got, is your homework. This is my homework. I've done my homework. And for some reason, I had in my head 2,000. Everyone wants to tell you 2,000 back to a mile for these group ones. Epsom, Doncaster is great. Waller has done it a few times. In my head, I always thought the gap between runs was the sort of swinger. They had to have 21 days or 28 days if they were to be back in trip and win. Or it would be good. In my mind, I had it as a negative. So negative looked, if it was 14 days. Negative if it was 14 days because, you know, they needed the runs to be spaced to give them a chance. So I looked at the Epsom and the Doncaster together. They're like for like, in my opinion, the two feature mile handicaps. So since we – I actually went all the way back to 1980 with this. So 177 horses have gone back in trip for either the Doncaster – or the Epsom, and this is off any day's break in between, for 12 wins. For an expected wins of 12 and a half. So absolutely nothing there. And then I'm like, nah, I'm going to isolate it for horses only having two weeks between runs. Yep. So that left 87 horses. Yep. For six wins. Yep. Expected wins, 6.9. They'd ran second and third a lot. So any of those results swings and all of a sudden you want to be 14 days back in trip. (laughs) Yeah. So really the the thing I worked Essentially what you you said is just residual error. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the back in trip is not lethal. It's not bad. It's fine. This is true of so many, like I was saying with the Melbourne ones there, like across hundreds and thousands of runners the effect you see is very small. And, there, you know, there might be – there seems to be some – you know, Sydney horses have a positive record in Melbourne, but it's not massive. But – and this as well, you tend to find these things are – they become little conventional wisdoms because people isolate the specific. Yeah. I remember a specific case, and then they forget the 25 times when it doesn't work. And that's most little form rules in racing. Like we always – you know, when, when something fits our neat little box – we go, ah, oh, look, 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 there it is. And then we just ignore the four races before that where it didn't work. Yeah, it's like the golden slipper hoodoo. I saw that being everyone just, they went from after Piero, 
one the size of the slipper to right. be convenient that horses hadn't won again since the slipper. Yeah. As it, I mean, the interesting one about that is that it's, um, it ignores... So I suppose the underlying theory there is that the golden slipper harms horses for the future or what is the... I think the problem is if you ignore, if you cast your net slightly wider than winners, you'll find that a plethora of Australian racing superstars have run in golden slippers just not winning. And that would be over the last 10 years as well. I think the idea behind the slipper winner not training on is just that. They're ahead of the curve at two and then at three, yeah, the others catch up. And you've got to pitch them up. You win a golden slipper, you're going to go race the best. And I think you put it well when we talked about the slipper. When you're at the top of the tree, like you win the slipper, you're at the top of the tree of your generation. It's very way. easy to fall off your perch. The only way is down. Yeah, you got a lot of people running at you. With fibre, and she backs up two weeks after. So I think all that stuff is a load of rubbish. That's it. You know, another one is the um, we we're looking at during the week. Only Dulcify and Mahogany have done the Derby double, mm. but that's obviously cherry picking one finish position in one race. And I'm guessing that being a finish position one in a VRC Derby is having two winners in thirty, forty years or whatever. Is I bet that they're overachieving relative to other races where horses are like, and so this is held as a negative against a horse running against you know the spring champion fifth. But how many spring champion fit? Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's one position that position has to take on every other position in every other race. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Problem is though, there's no story in it. Yeah. All means as nothing. I said before, I mean a lot of form stuff is just fun, and that's that's okay. But I was happy to look at it because. In my mind for Converge, I had it as a negative because how's he going to go back and trip 14 days? That's garbage. Also garbage in the sense like it's gay. Like that stuff doesn't matter. She breaks Rule rules. breaker. Three-year-olds, six of the last 20, only 14% of the participants. So they win double their share in the Donny. Oh, he's, I mean, now we get to the point where I say he's, I'm, I would mark him clear favourite and he's the bet. Yeah. $10 is a great gamble. Has to be. Mm. No, I'm. I thoroughly agree with that. I was playing around with the Monte Carlo machine yesterday. I, I had him, you know, <laughs> I mean, obviously this isn't real and I'm, you know, you're playing games. But, um, you know, I had him at one point there winning two-thirds of these. So let's just mark him at fifty and move on, eh? <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, I think the the interesting thing about that is that Forbidden Love is the weight horse, right? Because she's, you know, she's a George Ryder winner with 50. That's just outrageous, blah, blah, blah. But I think Converge is a better racehorse than her. He's down the weights too. I know, wait for age, blah, 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 but you know, he's down the way, it's whatever. Um, he's a better horse than her. And he won a, he beat Animo in a round with guineas and that just leaps off the page as the best piece of form in this. The Rose Hill guineas, okay, disappointing, but that was a choppy, funky race where, you know, there was no speed. They finished, you know. Animo got himself into the zone and put up a big performance in a slow far, in a slowly run race and it was just a bit funky. Um, so I don't want to read too much into that. And yeah, based on the way he was tracking before that, he's he's the horse. Has to be semi final run. Yeah. How many times do you see it? Don't get caught up on semi finals. He is fast enough, which is all he's done it. That Guineas run actually for us is equal top rated weight adjusted, and it was legit. What you're mentioning about forbidden love, it's all jig jog sprint home, but that. Guineas was legit. So. He was, yeah, he's he's um, he looks to me to have a bit of real substance to him. So um, I wanted to stick my chest down and be all uh, thunderstruck, but it's um, you can't converges the bet there. Yeah, I look at the race from a map 
So Jamie Carr looks to land outside the lead. Maybe she'll lead. There's not. It all hinges on. Lords I think. Of see, this is what I was saying before. With it. there'll be pressure. Mm. I think. I can actually like. I think there is pressure. Light, lighthouse scream across. Have a go from out wide. With Mister Brightside coming across, you Just, think yeah, so? Okay. Well, is he in it? He should be going forward. And there's a lot of these middle barriers. So laws of indices. I don't have him pegged as going forward, forward, but he's not going to waste four, especially no. if, especially if they're all sitting there thinking oh, there's not a lot of speed here. Yeah. So he pushes in. Ellsberg pushes. Skylab one. It's not going to lead, but I, he stays two thousand strongly. I think they'll want to be um, forcing the issue a bit. Kiss on all four cheeks. Squeeze in there somewhere. Numerian draws two. He might even want to lead. It's just numbers. There's a lot of there's Numerian. a lot of horses that could jostle for a position. That's yeah. Numerian's another one like stays ten well and draws low for a stable that are a bit. They know that they they get this. They know what they're doing. Well, the tempo hinges on the inside horses kicking up. Because if they kick up, then the outside horses have to do a good work to get across, which is Jamie Carr, Mr. Brightside, Lighthouse. If they all have to work to I get... I think all those inside ones will kick. Well, you have to. If you're not kicking up in the Donny from there down in the weights, what are you doing? But I see it as Forbidden Love's either going to lead or sit outside. The way she's handling these wet tracks, she's going to look the winner in this race, for sure, yeah. at some yeah. point. Then you're going to have Rachel King stalking on Converge. And then you've got Huey, who is absolutely on fire... Midfield on Thunderstruck. I think if you're behind Thunderstruck, you can't win. So for me, it's going to be Forbidden Love is going to look the winner at the 300. Then it's going to be Converge. And then it's going to be whether Thunderstruck can run them all down. Our lean is Converge is going to take her and just race away. I mean, it sounds lovely. It does, doesn't it? It's funny how you can talk yourself into things. (laughs) But yeah, it should be... That's how we'll be playing it. And that is the last of the Group 1s. Should mention... You're going to be on track tomorrow, heading up the punters podium with Jake. I am. And race nine will be the last race we're bidding yeah. into. And by the sounds of it, it's load the cannons. We've obviously, we've won on Nature Strip. The bank's built. Yeah. And it's load the cannons converge. I mean, it, you, you just made it sound so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You've talked me into it. Yes. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, he, he, to me, looks a very... Very nice gamble at, at ten bucks. I think there's there's a lot there to like. I think the thing. Well, no, I shouldn't keep rambling. No, no, ramble. Wait, how long have we been going for? No, no one wants to listen to fifty minutes of us talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, a lot of the time when you're looking for these bets, you're looking for something that there is some chance he could be way over the odds. And most of the time, it's very hard to find those. But mm. there is some chance there that he's actually a five to two shot in disguise. Ooh, that's too short. Seven mm. to two shot, like four fifty chance in disguise. How could you make the case that Forbidden Love should be short, like way shorter? She couldn't be. If she's a bet, she can't be a great bet. Whereas Converge might just be a great bet. And I don't know. I can only guess, like mm. the rest of us. Educated guesses, all. But there is some sort of chance. And I don't really... And if he wins, you don't need to know why. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> you, you, just, you just collect. You're counting your money. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he's the one in that. And that's the same problem with Thunderstruck. Is if he's a, If he's a bet, it's not by much. No, he's well found Thunderstruck. Yeah, which is a shame. But looking forward to it, hopefully when we're doing the review show, we're talking about the winners we found on the preview show. If not, we'll have our excuses ready, yeah. locked and loaded. Thanks, guys. Have a great day tomorrow. Hopefully plenty of winners. Cheers.